Yo, 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 what up, ladies and gentlemen? What's good? Welcome to another Yang Bangin' episode of the world-famous Behind the Baller podcast, brought to you in high-definition stereo sound. We are coming live and direct from the City of Angels, recorded inside the Million Dollar Man Cave. This is a Dust Brothers production, which means this is 100% professional podcasting. No amateur hour shit over here, all right? Nah, it's too late for all that, y'all. We are 275 episodes deep into the catalog now. I am your host, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble, a.k.a. the Korean VJ Singh, also known as the Asian Bill Murray, but most of you know me as the Korean John Cusack, a.k.a. the Wash Lord. You know the deal. It's your boy. What's good, everyone? Thursday, my favorite day of the week. Oh, man. You know, I mean, I, I want to say the pandemic is over. It is. But, like, there's just other shit that we're dealing with right now. And we just jump right into it. You know, this is a business podcast. So, you know, I'd like to talk about a few things. You know, Elon Musk tweeted some shit that fucked me up. Right? Tweeted it, like, in December. And uh, someone, it, was, it wasn't like a direct tweet to everyone. It was, it was a response, right? And people, you know, people cherish his responses. Like, you don't delete shit. You know, he really is just free-minded and uh, says what he wants. And um, someone asked to say, when do you think a recession is going to happen? And uh, he said, I think that, you know, we have a recession probably in the spring or summer. At the very latest, we'd have by January 2023. He was saying this in December 2021, as you guys know, we're in spring 2022 right now, almost in summer. And uh, we are going through some shit. There's a lot of, we're in the middle of a recession right now, right? And then he said, he tweeted, he said, um, if time serves correctly and history is a good uh, gauge and measure of that, most people won't make it through that this next recession. And just, that's a really fucking cryptic, you know, crazy thing to say, right? Like he's, I'm sure he said crazy as shit, but that one hit different for me. For those of you who are really in the BTB army and you listen to me, right? I got people who are panicking about crypto shit, you know, here and there. It's like I said, there's nothing I'm going to do. Like, you know, if it goes to zero, then I could burn it down. It's people, you know, who have invested their life in it or whatever. And, and again, they can't afford to lose it. It's not that I can afford to lose it. I don't want to lose. You know what I mean? Like, there's no, you know... <laughs> That doesn't run in, in my brain, you know, it's not in my DNA to take an L, you know, especially when it comes to serious bread. You know, when you're talking about the market going down, you know, I'm not even down $2.5 million like I was when it was down. I'm down like almost fucking, you know, eight figures right now. And yes, it's money that I was already up on, but, you know, you think about what you could do with that, right? And you can't think, you could do that to a certain extent. But you can't sit there like people say, oh, man, you know, shit, Elon paid $44 billion for Twitter. He could have fed this. and You have no shit. It's his money. Let him do what the fuck he wants. I'm not here to complain about none of that shit. Even if I was broke as fuck and I was starving and we were, and we were in trouble. No, that's not what, what life's about. That's not how life works. Because, again, I came from zero, right? Whether my mom could give me $300 or she give me $2,000, whatever. How far is that going to get me? There's no real thought in the back of my mind like hey I, I gotta get out of jail free card I have this I have that no because I know exactly what it costs to live now I was you know spreading it thin 
And I remember me and Homicide eating the fucking AM, PM, two hot dogs, two hamburgers for 99 cents. This is a long time ago. You know, but we were able to fucking stretch that shit out, the ramen, all that stuff. Homies would pay for meals and stuff. And, you know, and I didn't, like, make it seem like motherfuckers would still take showers and still try to look fresh and everything. But it ain't like, you know, we let the swag talk. We didn't, you know, whether I was starving or not, I didn't let it come out. You know, again, I, I tell people, it's like, you might be broke, but don't ever be broke mentally. You know, you got to have billions, you know, in that mindset. That's an important fucking thing. So when I think about what's going on with this crypto crash, I mean, this shit is no joke right now. And, you know, people are hitting me up like, hey, you could take an L, but we can't. No, motherfuckers. I get it. You know, yo, you go big or go home. So me motherfuckers is going to have to go home, right? Because, you know, you bit off more than you can chew. You can't swallow it. The motherfucking shit is getting taken from you, right? And it's not a game. Now, the thing is, do I think it's going to come back? I do, right? Is that guaranteed? It is not. You know, we should be all right. Or, you know, as my man Billy Marcus said, we may lose all our money. Now, I don't know about y'all. I'm not losing all my money, but, you know, it's a scary time. And um, this is part of the game. That's just what it is. Now, I think the safest fucking stock that I would ever fucking invest in would probably be Tesla stock. You know, it fucking sounds crazy, but, you know, there's a lot of shit going on. This motherfucker hasn't even scratched the surface with all the orders that, you know, they're still backed up. Pretty soon, he said he might have to even stop accepting orders. And this ain't like some shit. This guy's, you know, he's been smart. He he's, didn't run his company like Trump and have to do bankruptcies and shit like that. But, you know, um, speaking of bankruptcies, Coinbase just made a statement, and this is the, one of the scariest statements ever. For those of you who are holding your cryptocurrency, if you have a large amount, now the large amount might be 20,000, it might be 7,000, it could be maybe a quarter million to a million, I don't know. But if you have a significant amount of money to you in your life, there are some things called a cold wallet, right? A digital cold wallet, you know, that you would want to keep your crypto in. Whether that be in a USB drive, whether that be wherever the fuck you want to put it. But if you put it on an exchange, there are chances this shit can fuck you, right? Now, I have my money in exchange, right? A good amount, but I also have a cold wallet. Now, the thing is this. Coinbase made a statement saying that they're down, and I, I don't quote me exactly, but they're down billions. They're down like very, very big numbers that they're getting, they, they got crushed. You know, the first quarter of this year, um, their numbers are very down. Uh, and fuck Coinbase, even though they're, you know, they're one of the first, but they're doing real bad. And they said if they have to claim bankruptcy, they'll probably have to take the money that's inside the exchange as well. So your money, remember this is cryptocurrency again. This ain't no guaranteed shit. This ain't no FDIC insured paper that you got like in a bank. Can't just walk into JP Morgan and be like, oh, well, you know, shit, well, I want my money back. All right, cool. You're, you're insured. That ain't how it works with Coinbase, you know, with, with some of these other sites, BitMart, where the fuck, I don't know. Because um, I, don't, I don't really, you don't use those, but... Uh, or Binance, whatever the fuck it may be. I'm sure maybe Binance is on the up and up, but there's a couple sites that are definitely apps that are on the up and up and definitely better and have done due diligence for me. But that's scary to say that if they go bankrupt, then if your money's in that fucking exchange, whether it be 6,000, 400, or even 2 million, that shit is gone because part of the fucking bankruptcy thing, and it's just that's just how the way it runs. And that's the way they were able to secure a loan, I guess, with their investors or their backing or whatever the fuck it is. It's fucking crazy but 
the rumor was that the CEO of Luna, I guess, was the person that, you know, started all this shit with, there was some fucking rumor that's fucking someone um, made a loan of 100,000 Bitcoin. Now, okay, guys, I got to be real with you. Do you have any idea? <laughs> Do you know how much 100,000 Bitcoin is, right? Even today, when, look, okay, by the way, Bitcoin has fucking fallen under 30,000. It's been a minute since that's happened, okay? So I want you to understand, that's 2.8 fucking billion dollars, all right? 2.8 billion dollars, 100,000 Bitcoin, right? And this person borrowed that, I guess, whatever, and then they they were um, obviously trading it into fiat currency, into U.S. Tether, and they're saying that the loan defaulted or something, or they're they're buying pennies on the dollar for the shit or whatever the fuck it is. I'm not even paying attention to none of that shit. Who fucking knows? Even the biggest billionaire, smartest crypto people cannot give you a definite answer why crypto is crashing right now. All right. I just know that we've seen it crash and, uh, and go up. The thing is, for Bitcoin to drop down to 28, when I paid an average of $4,800 for it, like who am I to get mad? When Doge is down like crazy, when I paid a fucking fraction of a penny, okay? When my average Ethereum price is in fucking 700 fucking dollars, you know? Like, how could I sit here and really talk shit? You know, yes, it's crashed like crazy and people got in at a certain time because, you know, there are stages of when people got in and people say, oh, it's a trend, it's a fad. I mean, fuck, it's a pretty long fad, you know? We're, we're going on fucking 10 years here. You know, we're going on over a decade. So, you know, it's a fucked up situation and um, that's crypto. And I'm going to personally burn down with it. But right now, yeah, I, your boy is down millions of dollars. That is no cap. I am down millions of fucking dollars. And what do we do here? You wait it the fuck out. You don't sit there and buy the dip. Don't listen to these people saying, oh, diamond hands, blah, whatever. If you can't afford to get, man, get out. You know, but, but the thing is, I assess my losses, right? Like, I'm like, all right, okay, well, I get out of here and just take the L. No, that's not me, man. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to hang out and see what happens. You know, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm down bad, but we'll see. And it suck, you know, but that's life. And that's just how, you know, you um, you deal with fucking adversity, you know, eye to eye in the face. So wish you guys, you know, the best of luck. Um, it's just fucking crazy what's going on right now. And, and just, you know, we'll see what happens. But yeah, everything is fucking down. Stocks are down. You, are, you obviously know fucking Netflix is down 75%. All these big fucking stocks are down like big fucking time obviously everyone knows that uh gunna and young thug are in jail right now in atlanta fulton county facing 56 counts of you know all types of fucking violations and fucking uh you know um and the crazy thing is what they're facing charges wise is a rico charge right now the crazy thing about this is I don't know one single person that has ever won a RICO case. There's nobody. I don't give a fuck how big of a mobster you are and whatever. And, you know, nowadays these guys are really running their conglomerate. They're, they're running their fucking, their record label, their crew, their business. These guys are getting paid. A lot of motherfuckers don't think you're getting paid, but they're getting paid. They're out there getting money. You know, these guys are getting 100000 to 300 a show. They might do two, three shows a week. Then they get their other money here and there. Once they're stacking it, bro, that's a lot of money. 
That's money that real big trappers would make. You know what I'm saying? It's a different thing. They're making it legally. They're out here doing shit. They got people doing other stuff. I'm sure the money's on the streets multiplying. And, um, you know, the biggest mafia dudes, you ain't going to beat no Rico charge. So what does that mean? I don't know exactly what it means for Gunna, but Thug had rented a car for a dude who did a, was involved in a murder. Look, these guys are going to get the best attorneys you could possibly, you know, have, period. You know, they're going to literally get the best people, whether they fucking hire Chris Brown's people, whoever the fuck, they're going to get the best people that they could possibly get. The thing is, they're going to have to plea out. There is no way that Young Thug does not do five to 10 years minimum. And I'm thinking he might do fucking even more. But there's dudes in that crew, well, there's 28 guys that got picked up. They fucking picked up the dog. The dog from YSL got picked up. Okay. I'm letting y'all know, man. I deal with a lot of criminal bullshit because my cousin just beat a fucking case. I got my other boys inside right now. There's people, Casanova just fucking had to fucking, you know, plea out with some shit right now. I, I don't know if you guys understand the seriousness of, of a fucking Rico charge. And you know, the whole thing with the Twitter shit is wild. Um, I'm sorry, not Twitter. They're using their lyrics against them. And some people say, oh, you can't do it in court law. You fucking be surprised. And the reason why I brought up Twitter is because I had to tell my super followers, I have my tweets deleted. You know, and this has been going on for years, though, actually. This has been literally going on for five or six years, thanks to homicide. I delete my tweets because I'm getting sued for them. I get sued for stupidest shit you could ever fucking possibly think of. So, anyways, you know, I don't know. This shit's serious. It definitely ain't no fucking joke time. Um, I think the motherfucker's gonna do some time. Like, for real, for real. Now, um... Oh, boy. So, crazy thing, man. I'm getting my car washed. And, you know, mostly uh, my boy Jesse details my car at the house. But I'm getting my car washed. And usually when you get your car washed, if you see somebody else, a lot of people like to talk to the car wash. Some people at the car wash treat it like it's a barbershop talk, but for cars, right? As talkative as I am on here, or, you know, I try to be as friendly as I can. I do, I talk a lot, but when I'm in public, I, you know, I, I try to be as cool as I can, but if I want to talk, I'm going to talk. If I don't, then I just don't, right? People would think I would, you know, just be, I don't know what, what you know, I, I, some people think I'm standoffish, some people don't. People who really know me know how generous I am, how cool I am, how, how chill I am, but you also catch me on those days where I don't feel like talking. And yesterday was one of those days. So I'm getting my car washed, and this dude in his S580 is getting his car washed. And I, I know him, I know of him. I know him well enough to, oh, yeah, I remember you, blah, blah, whatever, the jerk off. And he starts talking about suits. Now, I've owned two, three, maybe not three, maybe three nice suits. And when I say nice suits, I mean like I owned a Dior home suit, right? Not Dior homie, but Dior home. Right, really, ohm. Um, I've owned a Gucci suit. I had a Tom Ford suit out once upon a time back in the Jonas days, but I've never ever really owned more than two suits at one time. I'm not really a suit guy. And um, my most recent suit was uh, tailored actually by my my boy Paul, um, who's been on the podcast. Paul Jamil, he's, he's uh, Kai's godfather. Paul's uncle owns a he's he's a tailor. And he tailor-made a suit for us. 
And uh, I wear it actually more often than you think, you know, but and some people say, oh, I wear this, boom, whatever. I don't care about none of that shit. But the funny thing was, this dude was trying to prove something and he was very, like, he was adamant about his passion of, you know, okay, he's got the S580. Good for him, right? What is that? Maybe 103, 110,000, 100, maybe 115, I don't know. You know, um, I know cars well enough. More, better than... 99% of the world, you know, from everything from at least a, a luxury vehicle, at least, almost, let's just say from an S-Class up, better than the average person. You want to talk about RAV4s and, and fucking RX350s? I, I have no idea, you know. Um, I have a minivan, cool, but I'm just saying, like, if you're talking about cars, I know that very well. You know, I have known it very well for almost four decades. He's got a Gucci keychain. He's wearing some nice pants. He's wearing a Fendi t-shirt, which probably costs like maybe four or $500. He's got, you know, Louis Vuitton little fucking bag, which I can't say anything because I have one too. I just don't really try to wear it too much. It's in the car. And, you know, he has his fucking Christian Louboutin sneakers on and all that stuff and everything. And he says, wait, you don't really have suits? And I'm like, yeah, no, I mean, nothing really crazy. I mean, shit, I guess if, if I had to really go get a suit, I'd go to Brooks Brothers or something. Man, I'd even go to Macy's. I don't give a fuck. I need to go grab a suit if I needed one. It's not that deep. Little does he know, I mean, I guess he does know, but I mean, my sister's the biggest fucking men's stylist in the earth. Like, she would literally go down as the top three men's stylist, men's celebrity stylist. She would go down, right? And this is before Ben Baller was ever existed in the fucking, you know, in the jewelry world. My sister's been doing this shit. I don't bother her. Yeah, she dressed me for a couple things here and there, right? And she's put me in fucking uh, Zegna and put me in Dojin, whatever, Dojin, I forgot what the fuck it's called. But... I don't have my sister dress me, okay? But the dude says, and these are the magic words that set off the fucking me, myself, and Irene, like 7.30 alarm. Yo, you're still buying off the rack? And I didn't understand, like, the crazy part is he obviously knows I have a little bit of money. Now, who knows? I, you know, I mean, I don't know if the dude... I don't follow him on Instagram or Twitter or nothing. I mean, I guess people could assume that, you know, you would think I have money. But what the fuck does that mean, Goofy? Right? And I looked at him and I was like, excuse me? He's like, you're still buying suits off the rack, Ben? No, come on, man, really? And I said, I'm not understanding. What are you trying to say? And he goes, I mean, I have 25 suits at the least, I have a suit from everyone. You know, I love suits. I love dressing up. And when I'm like, good for you. I'm sure you love to go to your little fucking dinners at fucking Boa or wherever the fuck you guys go to. Not You go to Delilah. You go hit one of your plugs or something, you know, and like hit one of your connects and be like, oh shit, I'm at Delilah. This is a cool spot. Where like I would hit John or fucking Brian Toll who owned the place and be like, yo, I want to come. And they're going to fucking bring out all the fucking, you know, bring out the bells and whistles and motherfucking red carpet for me. But I don't do that. Okay, right? But I don't know where else you going to. Are you, are you going somewhere? Are you going to fucking to Wolfgang Puck? Like you going to Mastro's in the suit? I don't get, I mean, good for you, bro. I'm glad that you're a very classy dude and you're wearing a suit. I don't understand what is it you're trying to say to me, right? And he's just like, you know, you're, you're a big baller, right? You should do this. I was like, what does that mean, bro? My wife's car costs more than your car and your Porsche that you have, that you claim. 
what are you trying to say? I, I don't understand what the fuck. I don't even get the sentiment. I understand like you have this, you know, image to portray. And mind you, I'm wearing a white t-shirt that I got from Shoe Palace and some Marlboro golf shorts that I got for free. Yes, they might be hundred bucks, but I got them for free, right? I'm wearing some fucking Air Max 270s and some regular socks and I'm wearing a Dodger fitted. And I'm thinking to myself like, bro, do you want to see what's like, you want to show crypto wallets? What do you want to do? You want to do bank accounts? What do you, what are you trying to say? I'm just curious behind the mindset of a man who works in finance or what was it? He worked for an agency like CAA or real estate, some shit. And I'm thinking like, okay, great. You got suits. You got all this. What does that mean, bro? You own a home. What do you own? You, you, a $3 million house. Okay, cool. Right? You got your bend. You got this. And again, I'm pretty sure he has no kids. Like, my kids live better than you, bro. What the fuck are you talking about? It, it just, that doesn't make sense to me. I'm just wondering where society is at. And it's important for this show because what are you trying to tell someone who is obviously wealthier when we're talking about strictly only the terms of finances, you're still buying off the rack? I'm really like, I'm just confused. And that goes for a lot of other things. I understand why people fly private. I get it. Meek Mill, I don't think he's flown commercial in a very long time. Now, does he have a lot of money? I mean, he has a lot, he made a lot of money. But, you know, and, and he's gotten very used to that lifestyle. Man, congrats and great for him. Okay. He could definitely be living a lot better than having that. But, you know, a, a lot of that's it already into, it calculated into his finances, I'm sure. All right, I'm not pocket watching Meek. But he said something about, I'm not stopping until I make 100 million. And I'm like, damn, bro. I don't know about you, bro. As much as you fly private, bro, 100 million is not a, a thing. It should be nothing, right? The weekend has got stupid paper. So he's flying private only. You know, and, you know, people that are around him, his best friends, you know, they're going to live and experience all that, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, he has his homies with them. But you ain't really balling until everyone around you is eating. And I'm not saying that Weekend don't take care of his people because I know Lamar's eating. I know that Sal and Cash and all them doing well. But to tell somebody, and I'm going to all the way assume it, I'm going to pull the poker brain out, right? The flop is out. You know what I'm saying? The river's coming down. I'm like, yeah, okay, well, Ben, you going? I'm, I'm going all in, dog. You ain't even got to show me the river. I'm going all in. I already know this motherfucker ain't got, we could take almost everything away and we could just go fucking crypto and I'm gonna blow dude out. Like, why would you say that type of shit? It's the type of motherfucker probably like, yo, Ben, why are you flying Southwest? I'm not flying Southwest to Cabo. I'm not flying South, and if it was, you know, great, but I'm just saying, I'm not flying Southwest to Paris. You know, I'm not flying Spirit Airlines. I'm not flying. Southwest to San Francisco from Burbank, Southwest to Vegas from Burbank is 45 to 50 minutes. It ain't no thing. I'm not tripping on none of that. And I'll buy two or three seats, right? I'm not tripping just to be, you know, and I just do my thing. I'm just wondering where the mentality is about that. When I see billionaires in New York City on the subway, I took high offense by you still buying off the rack and I'm just dumbfounded. Like, bro, you, you missed it. You're completely fucking gone. And I'm sorry I had to spend, you know, some time on that, but I just want you guys to understand just because I got a little paper, other people got paper, 
yes, there are things that I'm going to do, but there's things I'm going to do out of convenience first. It ain't necessarily the money, because I fly pride a lot to the Bay Area, but I also fly Southwest to the Bay, right? I'm not tripping whatever works out, whatever's convenient for me, that's what I'm going to do. All right, it's just some weird shit that people think like when they see me at Cheesecake Factory, my kids love this restaurant. That's why I'm here. All right, I'm here for the kids. Do you think my kids are eating fucking alligator souffle? Nah, that's not it. And, and I don't wear suits, so I just don't get it again. And, you know, like sometimes the other day I was, when I was shooting baller breaks, I was wearing fucking, you know, uh, $5,000 pair of Kobe's. I still got them for free. You know, I just don't get it. I'm blown away. Anyways, um, before we get into a break, Netic, uh, I got to find out a little bit more about what happened. Uh, I'm not going to obviously get into it here, but um, his body is um, is back in the States as of right now. And we are going to celebrate his life, um, his legacy, man. I just looking at some of these comments he left, uh, me and Nick, and she's really, t- I haven't seen, Nick was really, really, really fucked up by it. You know, it's different with me. You know, I'm, I'm kind of like, again, kind of, uh, numb to the pain and to the to the situation it's just uh of death in general and, and she's like she got hit pretty hard about this but yeah netic's uh memorial slash funeral will be this weekend and uh, we're gonna celebrate his life man it's crazy and then i'm in san diego next week i got my man murakami coming in town i'm fucking excited he's already in new york i'm gonna see him i haven't seen him in over two fucking years Finally going to deliver the chain. We're going to talk over some business. And dude just blessed me with a fucking $8,000 jacket that he paid resale for. And I feel like, Jesus Christ, it's fucking amazing. It's a jacket I really wanted to buy myself. It's fucking amazing. The thing is like gorgeous. It's beautiful. And um, a lot of good things. Yeah, you know, we're going to have um, that girl, Pamela Grace, who I had uh, said some negative things about. I didn't know anything about her. I was completely out of pocket. Uh, she's a San Diego real estate agent and a mom of three gonna have her on the podcast soon and uh yeah we're still going to video and stuff and all that stuff we're just you know we're still testing some things out it's gonna take a little time uh audio obviously comes first but the video versions of it will be uploaded to youtube for those of you who are asking for that um for the interviews we got this special idea that i told you i will announce and debut when it's ready to go but uh we're gonna get into some bills gonna pay some bills we need to pay some bills you know we have it's actually spotify now that owns megashare is it making sure what the fuck is it called, Miles? Uh, anyways, and then Miles, you know, they got to get paid. They edit. You know, the Dust Brothers, they edit this show. They work real hard. If you don't know, 15 minutes of audio takes motherfucking one hour. So if I got an interview and we talk for an hour, these motherfuckers are doing eight hours to edit that fucking interview. Right, to make sure that thing sounds crystal clear. And that music in the background, that's my man, Lakey. So, you know, we're going to pay some bills. We'll be right back, y'all. All right, guys, we got a Captain Picks contest. BTB Army, you've heard me talk about Captain Picks, and I'm not doing it for my health. I'm doing it for your wealth. We have been on fire for NBA and NHL playoffs, and now we're holding our first official contest for the BTB Army. We are giving away a free week of VIP access to the Captain Picks discord community here's how to win 
follow Captain Picks on Instagram at the Captain Picks. You must follow to win. Under the most recent post, comment and predict the final score of the Bucks Celtics game six on Friday. All right. Closest guests will win a free week of VIP access to the Captain Picks Discord. That's Discord's lit, by the way, guys. Okay. And again, follow Captain Picks on Instagram at the Captain Picks. Predict the final score of game six of the Bucks and Celtics. It happens on Friday tomorrow. The closest guess wins. That's it. No credit cards, no hassle. Break your bookies bankroll with Captain Picks. Cost of living is rising and you're responsible for yourself and others. On that note, it makes sense why people get life insurance, especially term coverage, which is surprisingly affordable. Why not pay a bit each month to protect the ones you love? If you're asking yourself this question, choose Ladder. Ladder is 100% digital, no doctors, no needles, no paperwork. When you apply for $3 million in coverage or less, just answer a few questions about your health in an application. You just need a few minutes and a phone or laptop to apply. Ladder's smart algorithms work in real time, so you'll find out if you're instantly approved. No hidden fees, cancel anytime. Get a full refund if you change your mind in the first 30 days. Ladder policies are issued by insurers with long proven histories of paying claims. They're rated A and A plus by AM Best. Ladder's customers rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot, and they've made Forbes Best Life Insurance 2021 list. Finally, since life insurance costs more as you age, now is the time to cross it off your list. So go to ladderlife.com slash baller today to see if you're instantly approved. That's L-A-D-D-E-R life.com slash baller. Ladderlife.com slash baller. I played in um, the Maubon Golf Invitational at Roosevelt Golf Course. It's my first time ever going to Roosevelt. You know, when you start getting the golf bug as bad as I got it, you start to realize how many golf courses there are in Los Angeles County, even anywhere you live. And you realize... You know, you may not see them, right? Some you may see, you know, municipal courses, and you'd be like, oh, shit. And, you know, some of these courses are small, Monterey Park, small nine-hole, whatever. And when you think of a nine-hole course, you think of a small course, you don't really think, right? And Monterey Park, you know, um, it's, you know, the golf pro has a record there at 27, but I forgot what par is, but it's like, you know, this Roseville course was a motherfucker, right? Now, this is my third time playing somewhat competitively, and, um, you know, I practice on a nine hole, but this is a, this was a whole different level. This, this was like an 18 hole course that just happened to be nine holes. It was some motherfuckers, right? There's part five, there's part fours. And it's just, it's some shit. I ain't gonna lie to you. It was, it was a motherfucker. And, um, Stephen Maubon has been around forever in the shoe game and the fucking, in the culture, the whole nine. And a lot of people in streetwear were there. A lot of real crucial people in the skate industry, um, my boy John Buscemi's up in there, Schoolboy Q. Um, I'm surprised Eric Costin didn't show up, but like um, Sean Malto, uh, Atiba Photo, 
Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Uh, my buddy Sal Barbieri, just like, you know, legendary old school skate dudes. And it was just a whole lot of fun. It was amazing. It was a, to celebrate the collaboration of Dockers, you know, Dockers, uh, the khakis, and Malbonne, um collaboration. Malbon Golf is the, yeah, that's fair. Malbon is the kith of golf. There's no cool golf brands, and Malbon is the coolest shit right now. And Steven is just the fucking coolest dude. He's such a chill dude. And, you know, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have Ron Del Barrio, my coach. And I played, you know, we, we were cool, man. Um, Out of the nine holes, I ain't gonna lie to you, I had some shanks, I had some fucked up hits, but I definitely got to show saw my really good swings, and that was cool. You know, I, I practiced, warmed up, playing like maybe like five holes. Then I came back, I was like, fuck this. We had a tee time at 12.50, my group. And um, I got to play and really have a good time. Um, I definitely was still embarrassed because I feel like, you know, but again, you know, only playing for five months, like really practicing for five months. It's, this is the most humbling game in the world. There's no, you'll figure out basketball, even though, you know, I mean, I guess it's different because, you know, I had the basic fundamentals, but, and I can't talk about that for, you know, if you have no, like my son, London, he just doesn't understand it, even like ball and certain things. It's totally different for me. I could pick a ball and understand things. And at least I could throw a baseball. I can, you know, play, t I played everything. But with golf, there's no muscle memory. You know, you fall off, you fall off. Like if you don't play and keep playing, you're just, you're out. It's, I'm telling you, it's the most humbling fucking game. And they know, you know, Sean Malto and these other guys have been playing for 10, 12 years. And I'm in there like playing, you know, five months and I'm out there just, it's fucking embarrassing, especially because, you know, people expect a certain level of, you know, whatever. But, you know, I was really proud to get the hits in and they know I'm trying and, you know, and show, getting the swing down and everything. A buddy of mine, Jay, who happens to be a golf pro, he's like, oh man, your swing's trashed. I was like, yo, bro, you do realize it's the third time I ever played a course. And he's just, it's hard for someone to fathom that when they've known me for almost 20 years. And then they put it together and be like, yo, this motherfucker's really never played before. And I would have known because that's what I do for a living. And it's like, yeah, man, you know, golf is a game of misses. It's the most addicting game in the world. And I have every bit of determination to be good in this game. And I'm going to get there. I know I will because I am fucking dedicated and focused. It's crazy. This week will be the first time that I have played four times in a week. I've never done three, but I've done two times a week very, very, very often, right? Unless I'm out of town and I'll still try to run in and get, them, you know, the golf range boom. But I was there Monday, played tournament Tuesday, had a great practice Monday, fucking hit seven perfect shots in a row. It's a record for me. Um, was it six or seven? Fuck. And then I went yesterday and I busted my ass tomorrow. I'm going to play, and I might even try to fuck around even more if I can. I don't think I have free time, but, you know, London's got his fucking uh, class, so I'm going to get it in, putting all that shit, you know, just getting it in. It's my first time playing four times in a week, and uh, fuck this. I need to get right. You know, like, that's just what it is. My mom's so fucking focused on this. Um, ladies and gentlemen, BTB Army, tonight is the second episode, the second filming live taping of Baller Breaks. Now, we are giving away some stuff. I'm going to be giving away some exclusive network gold items. I'm going to be giving away some cards, some slab cards, some non-graded cards. I'm going to give away some shit. I'm going to give away some dope-ass things. We'll give away, you know, I give away shit all the time. And it's out of my money, regardless if it's 80 bucks, 300 bucks, 800 bucks, you know, I'm still giving away shit. And it's still coming out of my pocket. 
and we still got the best prices in the hobby when it comes to breaks. And um, Baller Breaks is only exclusive to the network app, so make sure you download the network app, get on there. It is fucking a dope-ass show. We have a good time. I don't think anybody fucking dissects, you know, sports the way I do. So it's pretty funny um, the way we do that. And uh, what the fuck was I just going to mention? Oh, yeah. Tops is launching Project 100. Now, it's 20 artists, and I think it's similar to Project 20 and Project 70. I'm not a part of it, thank God. And there's nothing wrong with Tops. I'm not saying anything bad with Tops. I got my Chrome sets coming out with them, but I don't know what it is. But, you know, people are skeptical and whatever. I really don't know. But what I do know is Baller Breaks, <laughs> you know, uh, the second episode of Baller Breaks will be going on tonight, 7 p.m. Pacific time. 7 to 9, I go, you want to break some cards, want to break some shit, you want to pull some hits, we might break out the flawless, who fucking knows? Get on Baller Breaks tonight. I will see you guys there. Now, as far as TV, we own the city. Like I said, uh, I just started watching it. And uh, on last laps episode, um, the... I guess new episodes drop Mondays. I don't know if they're Monday night, Monday morning. I'm not exactly sure, but it's definitely not Sunday at midnight. It's really like sometime on Monday. So episode three is out of We Own the City. This is a show about Baltimore PD and what's going on in B-more. And this shit is grimy and fucking good. And I'm fucking loving it. It's fucking incredible. Like it's such a fucking great show. Now getting into sports, you know, I sat down with uh, Pantone 294, who runs one of the biggest and the most loyal Dodger fan page. They do away games. They do fucking experiences. They do Dodger baseball experiences. Really, really great situations. This dude is fucking Alex. is an amazing guy. We sat down at the old school boss, big boy, and we're going to figure out a collaboration. And um, he's got such a fucking crazy loyal following. And the Dodgers are kicking ass right now. So it's, it's looking good. You know, we're going to fucking do a super follower event. It's not going to be a BTB thing. It's going to be more exclusive to super followers. We're going to, you know, get some fucking billion seats. Might even do one in San Francisco because Oracle Park shows a lot more love to my plugs than LA does, which is kind of fucked up, right? The Seahawks football schedule comes out today. I don't know what it is because it's coming out in a little bit. And obviously I'm recording the show right now, but I'm excited to see what the fuck it is. I'll talk about it on the weekend wrap up. But yo, NBA playoffs, shit's getting down to the wire, right? We're at the conference fucking, you know, uh, semifinals, about to get to the fucking conference finals. And, you know, right now, every, all four series are at 3-2, right? Phoenix is leading Dallas 3-2. Miami is leading Philadelphia 3-2. Golden State's leading fucking Memphis 3-2. And Milwaukee's leading Boston 3-2. The Phoenix-Dallas series, I'm not a big fan of it. I've already told you guys that. This whole situation with Chris Paul is fucking wild as fuck. If somebody touched my wife and I was on that, I would have fucked somebody up and whatever. And, you know, God bless them for fucking, you know, just people are getting weird in these fucking crowds, man. It's a privileged ass fucking entitled motherfucking cocksuckers. Now, do I think Dallas is going to come back and do it? I don't know. And I don't care again. So be like, oh, this series is getting really good between Luca. Shut the fuck up. And Luca is dope. I just, I'm not into the series. Okay. Now, Miami-Philly, I don't know, man. I want Philly to come out victorious, but it just, you know, Harden had an okay uh, end of the game. I'm just, I don't know. Now, Milwaukee-Boston, 
Let's talk about this motherfucking game last night. Boston had it. There's no excuse at all whatsoever. It was theirs to win. Okay? And what they did was, and it's a classic case of playing to not lose. Because Drew Holiday, he went and locked Marcus motherfucking up. He locked smart the fuck up. Right. And like it was crazy because at the most important fucking time, he he literally that last block on smart, like, bro, what what the fuck are you thinking? That last block was so crucial. And then the last play at the end, picking him. Like he picked his pockets like in the most crucial times. Like, yo, smart, like, bro, you're a great fucking player. What the fuck is going through your head? You guys were up double digits and you give this call, yo, do you know how, what kind of determination these motherfuckers have and I should have more love for Drew Holiday like I said he's you know alumni at my kid's school yo he locked that shit up Drew Holiday locked that shit up look I'm gonna say this Portis oh lord when Giannis missed that free throw Bobby Portis 100% was traveling. And you know, they're not getting all these calls and shit, whatever, but they get the, all the bullshit calls, right? There's all these fucking flagrant fucking fouls and everything, but they don't get that fucking travel right there. And they don't get the Giannis foul before that. And that was crucial because he scored on that travel. That changed everything. The trajectory of the game went to a different direction. And that right there. But you know what? They probably would have fucked it up because they're just doing stupid ass shit. But you know... Marcus Smart had to go and dye his hair, looking all fucking... This shit is so corny, man. I want to say that shit sometimes to some of the people. They're just like, yo, bro. Be like, oh, just leave it alone. Just, But like, that shit ain't fresh. Like, I, I, man, that green hair was whack as fuck, bro. And it's so funny because I remember the only time I ever made Sports Center back in the day, on St. Patrick's Day, I dyed my hair green. Like bright fucking straight, mean green, joker green, and I had a fucking flood of green. I'm sitting on the floor with Jack Nicholson at the forum. You know, St. Patrick's Day. And we're playing against the fucking Celtics. And they showed me for a second. It was crazy. It's way, way fucking back. But yeah, it just, I don't know, man. If Boston would have won that game, then I'm like, look, this motherfucker might go seven. You know? But now that Milwaukee took that shit from them, man, I don't know. I, just think, I think it's a wrap. They took their heart. That's just... That's just some fucking... But again, it could go seven. I want this to be a Boston Warriors fucking game. Whoever wins this series is definitely going to knock the fuck Miami and fucking and Philly fucking out. I don't see that next series in the East Coast going seven. I just don't. I don't even know if I see the next Western fucking uh, conference finals go fucking seven. Now, Memphis. Everyone says this. And it's the most confusing thing in the fucking world. Obviously, John Moran has already said that, you know, he's not, he's out. And now he has that bruised knee, so we can't play. And the craziest fucking thing is, you know, that's just talking about this series. That motherfucker might come back. If they go to the conference finals, maybe he comes back. I don't know. But the fact that Memphis is so tough without John Moran is so fucking weird that they're that fucking good. It's crazy to me, right? And I can't think of any time during this under Steph Curry Warriors I have never seen them get beat that bad they got fucking pummeled 
All right? Now, don't let Memphis win game six. If Memphis wins game six, guess what? It's a wrap. You can wrap it up. GSW's done. If they win game six, they bring fucking game seven back to Memphis? Nah. Nah. Energy gonna be too crazy. It's a wrap. And whoever wins out of this one is who I want to motherfucking take it all. So, you know, I just want the West to show them what time it is. But this is just crazy. Because they're up 3-1. It was a heartbreak, that last one. But, you know, I, man, Memphis is fucking tough. Memphis is a tough-ass motherfucking team. So, like, yeah. If Boston fucks around and can pull off and beat fucking Milwaukee, shit. Boston-Memphis or Boston Warriors is going to be a nasty-ass game. I don't know. I'm going to try to get into this fucking... I'm going to watch game six um, today and try to get into this fucking Phoenix-Dallas game and see... You know, see this little Luca D book fucking bullshit beef. I'm off that Miami Philly game shit now too. I'm just I don't know, man. I'm I'm all over the place weird. Yeah, I know. I'm just old and washed up. But guys, man, have a great weekend. It's uh my father in law's birthday. We're gonna celebrate that. We're gonna celebrate Netic's life. Um, got some charity fucking fundraisers at my kid's school. So I'm just, you know, all washed up dad stuff. And um for those of you, again, next week, I will not be at VCon. I will not be at VCon, guys. I am hosting an event there in spirit, and I'm giving away a fucking amazing fucking diamond chain, a real sick-ass chain, but I am not going to be there. So uh, hit me with the super follow. It is not only fans. It is more of a community. Um, it is more an engagement area where we can speak and talk, but I do appreciate all the BTB Army that does follow this podcast. It is free. As of now, I highly doubt we go to a paid situation because we're going to go to video. But I just wanted to say to every each one of you guys, I love you guys, man. Thank you so much. Please keep subscribing, right? I'm not thinking about numbers like that no more. So I mean, it doesn't mean I'm slacking off. I'm just building a different foundation here. And it's crazy because I feel like I haven't scratched the surface yet. And we're about to approach three years in August. We're 25 episodes away from being 300 episodes in. And I feel like I still haven't scratched the surface. That's how serious I am with this shit. But much love to Dust Brothers. Much love to Legal Cartel. Much love to my man Lakey. Much love to the BTB Army. Everyone have a great weekend. Make it a great day. Make it a great weekend. This is not your practice life. All right, guys. I love y'all. Lakey, take us out of here, fam. 